Hiya, I'm Gabriella Dukes, Miss World Wales 2019, and you're watching the Pageants and PJs podcast. Hey everyone, it's Adrian from the Pageant Project with you. Um, my very special return guest for tonight is a familiar face, Miss World Wales 2019, Gabriella Jukes. Gabriella, how are you? Hello, I'm very good, thank you. How are you doing? Thanks for having me back on as well for the final time as Miss Wales. <laughs> I was going to say, is this would this be almost your final like interview slash appearance as Miss World Wales 2019? Do you have anything else lined up? Um, possibly. I have a few next one or two next week on um, SOC, the Welsh um, channel, and I think I have another Instagram live one next week. That'll be it then. That'll be the final ones. So how does it, I told you I was going to ask you this, how does it feel now that you finally reached the end of the road, so to speak? I don't know, it's happy feelings, elated feelings, sad feelings, mixed feelings, because this title has been, how long has it been a part of your life for? Well, I've had the title for two and a half years, so it's been quite some time, but my, my whole Miss World journey started, you know, gosh, nearly eight years ago, I think. Uh, it was quite a long time ago, so it feels like it's mixed feelings, like the end of a chapter, so to speak, I think. Um, but, you know, yeah, it's mixed feelings. I'm feeling quite emotional, I think, towards it because I, it's been, I've been Miss Wilson two and a half years. It's quite a long time to be, you know, known as something. And But I'm excited to pass it on to someone else and see what, you know, what they can bring to the role as well. So mixed mixed feelings, yeah. I think that makes sense. I mean, can you give, I mean, you've had a very long reign and hopefully, depending on how the pandemic goes, it will be the longest reign ever. I don't think we want to push that record even further out. But you've reigned through a pandemic, which I'm assuming when you first took the title over that you never thought that you'd be dealing with that. I certainly didn't. Um, what have been, let's say, the, the highlights uh, and not the highlights and the lowlights of your reign. And I don't mean lowlights, but what's been the most enjoyable part and what's maybe been the struggle um, of your reign? Oh, gosh, that's such a hard question because I've done so many incredible things over the past two and a half years. Of course, Miss World has to be the ultimate highlight, I think, meeting all the girls from all around the world. Um, that'll, that'll always have a place, you know, close to my heart. But I think... In terms of low lights, um, the pandemic were probably, you know, it was tough being stuck at home, not really being able to do much as Miss Wales. Um, I've been able to do a few online things, but it's yeah. not the same as going out and meeting people in person. So I yeah. guess that was probably the toughest part is, you know, I still having the title and wanting to do things with it, but not really being able to at all. It, was, it wasn't possible. So I guess that would probably be the lowest. But uh, yeah, I've had so many high highlights and and incredible moments and I'm, I'm like so grateful for everything that you know all the opportunities that I've had I remember you saying that you took was it was it chocolate digestives I seem to remember chocolate digestives or something <laughs> like that that you had in your room and all the other Miss World like the international contestants they were stealing them 
Yeah, so I um I love my biscuits and chocolate, so I thought I'm gonna have to take them to Miss World of Me, you know, in case you need a little snack in the evening. So yeah, I had chocolates, uh, digestives, and I was showing them, you know, to dip it in your tea because I love tea. Dipping my chocolate digestives in my tea, and it was Miss Indonesia, I think. She came, um, tried it, and she was obsessed, obsessed. And she, because there was a Tesco's down the street from where we were staying and she had to go and buy some for herself but yeah even my chocolate was disappearing because my, my mother sent a parcel of chocolates uh for me because I wasn't feeling too well so she sent me this chocolate and my roommate ate it Miss Philippines ate my chocolate but <laughs> it, that, I mean a packet of digestives I don't know how big the packets are. like did you just take one packet because if people were stealing it that would have been gone in one night surely <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It went so fast. I think I had one packet, but then I did go and buy some more in the shops when we were allowed to leave. Just, you know, just because it, it was about four month, four weeks, a month um, away. Yeah. So I needed, yeah, more than one packet. And is this the right way? You said dip in tea. Is this the way that the pros do it? Because here in Australia, if you have a Tim Tam, I don't know if you know, it's called a Tim Tam Slam. You bite the opposite corners because it's a rectangular, because the opposite corners, and you're supposed to suck yeah. tea or coffee through it. So this is what you do with the digestives as well. You're supposed to dip it in tea. Is that what everyone should be doing? Well, that's what they should be doing. I think. I think that's what they were made for. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, biscuits and tea, so anything like that. Yeah, I'll go straight to my cup of tea. <laughs> it's the best way. Doesn't it just? Doesn't it like get this is the problem I have with the Tim Tam slam, especially if you're drinking hot stuff through it, it just melts and falls apart into your cup. Doesn't that happen with the digestive? Like if you mm, dip it in, it doesn't does it go all soggy? I think there's I think there's a skill to it. So you've got it, you know, hold in for like a short amount of time. So it gets a little bit soggy, so the chocolate melts a bit. And then but not so much that it falls in. But I've had that happen a few times. You know, you have to get a spoon then and scoop scoop it out. <laughs> Okay, that sounds highly appetizing. Uh, uh, Rachel here has said, hello, guys. Hope you are well. Hello, Rachel. And Brad has said, chocolate biscuits in tea isn't essential. Well, you, you yeah, I'm not surprised that you yeah. guys can agree on that because otherwise you'd be having arguments about tea and biscuits. <laughs> do, you, do you drink coffee at all? Or is it just No, I tea? don't at all. Tea, yeah, it's always tea for me. Um Oh, I, I don't mind a mocha, so a bit of a cho- you know a chocolatey coffee. That's not too bad, okay. but I, I just don't like the taste. It's too strong for me, coffee. Well, I was going to say, yeah, mocha is like coffee for people who don't want coffee because there's yeah. normally so much <laughs> milk and chocolate in it that you can't taste the coffee. Um, aside from how to dip biscuits in tea, obviously Miss Wales is coming up in just, is it a week exactly or just oh, over gosh, a week, yeah. right? Just over a week. I, I don't think it's hit me yet. <laughs> um, I'm sure it will hit you once you get there, although it'll probably still feel surreal. But um, obviously you've been through, as I've already said, hopefully one of a kind reign. Like hopefully no one has to endure the same sort of difficulties that you did. But for your would-be successor, do you have any advice or tips for them apart from how to eat your tea properly, how to eat your biscuits properly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think um, what I'd say is if, if anyone could learn anything from my time as Miss Wales is to just take every single opportunity 
that comes your way because it's well I was gonna say a short amount of time I've had a little bit longer than everyone else but you know it is a short amount of time um in your life so you know just grab it with both hands and just make the most of it because like you said it's like once in a a once in a lifetime opportunity so that would be my biggest advice is just take every opportunity but of course enjoy it as well because it only comes around once Mm. and yeah just make make the most of it and let me ask you about any advice for the international because as you already said it goes it's a long one four weeks it's a month mm-hmm. um and hopefully for the next next miss world wales they get to have that experience it might be a bit weird having been isolated for a year and a bit to suddenly be with other people for four weeks but in terms of any advice dealing with the international given it's such a long long experience any specific advice for that um again I would say just enjoy it because even though it is you know a good few weeks when you come home you just wish that you were still there it was such an incredible experience but um just speak to as many people as you can you know make friends because that's what it's all about of course you know there's 111 girls that are all together and only one person can can win it yeah. so I think you score there with the mentality that you're just going to have the time of your life and of course be, be prepared as well and mm. always I, I'm always here for you if you need any advice or help beforehand because you know there is a lot to take in when you go to Miss World there's so many different aspects to it so I think just make sure you're prepared for it and just have fun because you know, not many people can say they, they've been to Miss to Miss World. You know, it's such a small group of us and, you know, it's, it's an honour. So just cherish every moment. Can you give us an idea how much sleep you got over the four weeks? <laughs> uh, to be honest, it wasn't that bad. Like, um, I think especially okay. because I'm used, it was used to the, the timing because it was in London. So there's some girls probably had to mm. have adjust their sleep patterns. But uh, we'd... It depends. We'd have a lot of rehearsals and we'd get up quite early. I think we'd have to be ready by about 8 a.m. So it wasn't that early. That's it was okay. it was okay. No, yes, yeah, decent time. But um there are long days and then some evenings you'd have free so you know you can sleep, you know, whenever you whenever you wanted in the evening. So again, my advice for that would just be to sleep when you can. <laughs> just, you know, you, you need that sleep. Because <laughs> the rehearsals, I'm... you know, do take it out of you. I'm amazed that you actually managed to get sleep. I was thinking here you'd be, you know, up at 3 a.m. every day and not in bed until 11 p.m. Oh, so no. I'm glad to hear. I mean, you wouldn't be able to survive for always be like tortured with sleep deprivation. Um, you, you said that, you know, your advice was to prepare, um, which is great advice. Can you just go back through how you sort of prepared? Give us an idea of the timeline. So obviously the Miss Wales contestants, as we speak, there's only about a week out. So hopefully most of the preparation is done. But can you step us through sort of how you got prepared and, you know, how far out you were preparing for the competition for? I mean, you said it was an eight years, like sort of eight year journey. But let's Mm -hmm. say for your title run in 2019, roughly when, like how far before did you start preparing and how did you get prepared? I think for me, I did it in 2016 and I came top five in 2016. So my preparation started from that moment. I think I knew I was going to do it again, um, even though it was about three three years um, ahead. I did it in 2019. So um, 
I knew before I even applied again for the third time, I was already preparing and thinking about, you know, everything was relating to my dream was to be Miss Wales. So I, yeah. everything, it, it probably took over my life, but, you know, I, I just loved it so much. I love pageantry. Um, so yeah, my, my preparations definitely started way before, you know, becoming a finalist. And I think that's important as well, because if I had just started preparing as soon as I was accepted as a finalist, you know, I may not have been as prepared, but I knew in my mind exactly, you know, what I wanted to do um, and what I wanted to bring to the role. Um, but then again, I suppose I went to the, the the training days and stuff as well, and they really helped when I was a finalist. They helped me so much. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a whole like journey not just from when you're a finalist well for me personally that's that was the case anyway it it took me years to prepare for it of course uh stephanie here has said internationals don't forget to eat i don't oh, think there's yeah, a pageant. That's good. Well, i don't no. think there's a pageant girl out there who would ever forget to eat um we often talk no. about food um i'm sure someone's going to want me to ask this um, you can probably tell what question is coming, but you're about to hand over. So pageantry. Um, I've seen all the amazing things you've been doing um, with your broadcasting career. So that's really taken off. Any pageant plans for the future, Gabriella? That's the big question. Well, that's one I always <laughs> have to ask. <laughs> well, I'd say, you know, never say never. Um, for now, I'm concentrating on on my career for the next few months at least. Um, but yeah, again, you never know. You know, I, I don't want to say no because we never know what the of future course. holds. Right. Okay. That's that's the answer I like to hear. Play it close. <laughs> play it close to your chest. Um, let's switch to the the career and how how it's going since we last had you on. Um, that looks like to me you've had amazing things happening. So can you just bring me up to speed? To be honest, it's been hard to keep up with it because I've seen you appearing <laughs> one thing and then another thing, and it's like, wow, she's achieving so much, which has been amazing to see. Um, so update us with what's been happening with the career. Oh, gosh. it's It's been crazy, to be honest, since the last time I spoke to you, I think. It's just absolutely gone crazy. I started presenting for Swansea City Football Club, um, if the listeners don't know, it's a quite a big club in South Wales in the Championship. So yeah. that was an absolute dream come true for me to to get that role. And I'm only a few weeks in, but I absolutely love loving every moment of it. I'm presenting the live match day shows on Swans TV, so it's been absolutely incredible. And I've also started doing stuff for the Ospreys, which is a rugby team uh, in Wales. So I've been, you know, so busy but it's been incredible and uh, I'm just so grateful for these opportunities because I haven't graduated yet I'm doing a master's in sports broadcasting um I don't graduate till next year so to have these opportunities come now oh. while I'm still on the course so I've been trying to fit in you know my assignments as well as doing everything else so it's been hectic oh but I love it <laughs> I didn't realize you hadn't graduated yet. So you're still <laughs> studying and you're trying to keep. So how how did the opportunities come about? Because there's quite a few pageant girls who want to get into a broadcasting career. And this might surprise some people, actually, specifically what you're doing, sports broadcasting. So, I mean, obviously, you're studying. That's your field. And I'm sure, you know, work hard. But how did those specific opportunities come up? 
Um, well, of course, I started my podcast in January. It's called She Has a Goal in Mind. So that was all about, I still still going, we're on the second season now. Mm. So it's all about women in sports. We t- talk to women from each, you know, different corners of sport, from broadcast to athletes, to women who are directors, work at football clubs, l- loads of different areas. So we had an episode on there with two ladies that work at Swansea City Football Club, and one's uh, Sophie, she's the social media uh, manager. And also mm. Rebecca, she's the head of commercial at Swansea City Football Club. And she's, I think there's only two women in the whole of the championship that have that role. Um, so I thought that was incredible. So we had them on the podcast and chatted to them. And then afterwards, um, I messaged Rebecca about work experience because we needed to do some work experience for our for our right. course. And yeah. um we tried to sort it out, but it was quite hard because of the pandemic and stuff. So that kind of, you know, fell through. We didn't really get around to that. And then she messaged me about a job that was coming up. and um, But it, it wasn't really for me at the time because it was full time and I still wanted to do presenting. And then the opportunity yeah. came up then for Swans TV and she asked if I was interested. And I was like, yes, oh my gosh, that, you know, that would be incredible. Um, so it just went from there, really. And then with the Ospreys, I knew a few people that worked... Um, there a few years ago and I messaged them before I started the course to let them know I was doing this course I'd love to have work experience again if there's anything I can help Mm. with so I started off doing social media bits you know editing videos and then they messaged me about the new project they were doing which is called the Ospreys Insider which is a fortnightly news roundup show and they asked me if I wanted to host that so it's just it's 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 weird to say you know cliche but everything's just falling into place it's Mm. a bit crazy you know but looking back of how these things have come about but yeah it's just kind of you know through networking and I've worked so hard on the podcast you know and, and meeting yeah. as many people as possible so and people have seen what I've been doing on social media because I do I post about it a lot um hopefully I don't annoy too many people <laughs> with me posting but um that's the way to you know to get out there these days to show people what you're up to and what you can do so that's what, um, yeah, it's mainly through like, social media and the podcast, really. Will you have time to to keep working on the podcast? As you said, you're you're on season two. Um, your last season was about was it about six or seven episodes long. No, it was twenty. Twenty. <laughs> We've done twenty. For some episodes reason, I thought it. it was a lot shorter than that. Okay, twenty. Jeez, my commiserations. Yeah, it's hard it's work. Actually, it really, really is. <laughs> it is hard but work. Will you will you have time to to keep doing it? Given, I would assume now that your career, given that the pandemic is kind of rolling back, and in the UK the freedoms are coming back, hopefully your career is going to go step to step, you know, strength to strength to strength, which means you're going to have less and less time. So obviously that time needs to be pulled away from other things. So we give pageantry, let's say, a break for a while. Are you going to have time to keep doing the podcast? Well, hopefully. The, pa- the plan is to keep doing it for, for as long as we can because it's me and my friend Darcy who we co-host and mm. co-produce the podcast. Um, so she's working full-time at the moment um, as well as, you know, doing assignments and everything. So we're both trying to work around around each other's schedules and, you know, booking guests in and trying to find the time where we're all available as well is quite difficult. Um, we've done one episode of the second season where we're still trying to fit in the the second. Yeah. So it's probably not going to be as regular as the first yeah. season was because that was weekly. But we still really want to keep doing it because we we just enjoy it, you know. And it's 
it's lovely to chat to other other females in the industry and mm. find out what they've gone through to get to where they are now. So the aim is to keep going. Um, it just may not be as as regular, and, and I'll try and fit it in as much as you know, as much as I can, even if it's like evenings or whenever. We we'll try and I make it work. You're not going to be getting much sleep, Gabriella. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's the thing. I I always. Does the broadcasting have like things in? Yeah. Does the broadcasting have any like really early hours, or is it relatively civilized? I think um yeah possibly once you get probably on a bigger scale um it depends I think I'm I'm quite lucky at the moment Uh, things really haven't been that early um like the football kickoffs have been quite late in the night so I have not been going in until evening and all my prep is done like the day before so I don't have to go in too early because it's all all done um so it's never been too early yet I have a show next uh Sunday it's my first um live show on SOC so on the Welsh channel I'm doing a program called Scoria so it's my first you know huge like job is for the women's football um as a reporter so I'm excited for that but I don't know what time that will be yet so whether I'll be early I'm not too sure but um I think I'll just take it as it comes and if it is early then I'll just have to put up with it because you know the things you do for the things you you know you're passionate about so I'll I'll do it (laughs) Well, I'm sure you'll be you'll be having a massive adrenaline rush, so I'm sure you probably won't get any sleep the night before um, because you'll want it obviously to go well. Uh, just go back, going back to the comments for a second. Lauren has asked. Um, we covered this a little bit before, but what would be your top tip for us finalists heading into the Miss Wales final? So, if you had to narrow it down to one, I mean, obviously Lauren knows very much what she's doing, but any top tips? Oh gosh. Um tips. Do you know it's been so long I can't think. Um <laughs> probably just <laughs> probably just, you know, focus on yourself would be one because there's so many of you there and I know it can be overwhelming if you've never done a pageant before when people mm-hmm. are, you know, talking about things that they've done or uh, you know what they do in for it and sometimes people can get a bit overwhelmed so I think just concentrate on your own journey um and I think you can't go wrong if you just worry about about what you're doing um again enjoy because it's incredible experience this over three days so it's the empowerment day is is the best day probably of the Miss Wales final mm-hmm. um and just yeah take it all in enjoy and you know Obviously, it's going to be one winner, but just because you don't win that time doesn't mean it's, you're never going to, you know, make it because it took me three times. So, you know, yeah. just don't be too disheartened if you don't win or get to where you wanted to be this time. But I think that would be my top tip. How many girls roughly were competing when when you won the title, Gabriella? I think there was about 35 or 36 girls. I think there's a bit less this right. year because of course the pandemic and different situations, people had to leave and we've had a few new people in. So it's a bit less this yeah. year. But it's usually about 40 odd girls. Right. Okay. That, that's one thing that I actually forgot is that the contestants, a lot of them have been getting ready since before the pandemic. So they've been preparing for probably, you know, at least a year, yeah. year and a bit. So they're probably itching and ready to go as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Lauren has said, unless you've aged out and can't do it again. that That's true. Well, there's not, there's oh, yeah, not much you can do about that, right? <laughs> unless you can age backwards. Now, um, Brad here has asked a question. I think he's using this opportunity oh, to find out more about you. Who are your three <laughs> biggest inspirations, non-celebrity, I don't even know this answer? Well, there you go. Three biggest inspirations, but they can't be celebrities. Oh, gosh. And you can have a I word to him even... afterwards about asking you questions during the interview. <laughs> three biggest inspirations. Three inspirations. Mm. Well, let's start with one. Let's start with one and not a celebrity. And we can go from there. <laughs> not a celebrity. Uh, there's so many, to be honest with you, you know, in different areas. I suppose, mm. well, Brad, Brad would be one of them because he works so hard in his career. He's a musician and, you know, he's done it all himself and he's got, you know, he's doing so amazing. So he would be one of them. I hope that's the answer he was looking for. <laughs> no, well, yeah, but, um, no, no, Lauren has said Brad is just fishing for you to say him. And I do agree. No. That was a very, uh, <laughs> especially since he said three. So he's like in the three, if you don't, if I don't make the top three, yes, then, then maybe, <laughs> yeah. So, and look, no, he said there it is. So, so there people, you go. Like... He just, he did just want you to say him. <laughs> Is there anyone probably else? just wants to shout out. Yeah, any, anyone else <laughs> top of the mind that comes to you or, or do we just settle for Brad as final answer? <laughs> um, I'd probably say my grandfather as well. He's one of my biggest inspirations, and especially over the pandemic. We've been through like such a tough time as a family. Mm. And again, he's he's always been so supportive of everything I do. So definitely um, and my grandfather and yeah my just you know members of my family in general they've all been yeah. supportive my brother as well so it's hard to choose you know yeah small amount. Well, as long as you as long as you said brad i think brad will can die happy now um, <laughs> i want to ask you a little bit about just media appearances so not not necessarily interview because now you're having a lot of experience where you're interviewing other people and then obviously you're, as you said, you're about to do your first big live broadcast. And um, as you well know, I don't need to tell you this, going live is a whole different kettle of fish because it's live. There's <laughs> yeah. an added level of pressure. You never really know what's going to happen. Um, and a lot of pageant girls obviously are doing interviews during the pandemic. Everyone jumped online. So everyone was doing interviews, which is great. Um, but I feel that it'd be good to get some media tips from you as to how to sort of get your point across and come across as personable because it's maybe not the easiest thing for a lot of people to do because, you know, the first time they get this thing, switch it on to live, they immediately go pageant mode or start panicking. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. in terms of just media, the media training you've had and how to sort of present yourself, be professional and yet be personable at the same time, what sort of training or what sort of tips do you have there? I'd be fascinated to hear. Oh, that's quite a tough one. I think um, like most of the training I've had is from the other side, so me interviewing people. Um, but yeah. then again, I think these days it's all about your personality. You have to be yourself because that's that's what makes you personable. Um, there's mm. no point being, you know, I know there's like, like you said, pageant modes. Um, sometimes people can get robotic and yeah. there's some typical pageant dancers and and that sort of thing so I think you know we need to scrap that just be yourself 
of course you need to know what you're talking about again you know you know there's no point yeah. making things up or saying things you know that aren't true or, or exaggerating maybe some things that you've done I think just just be yourself I think that's that's the best way to go about it but of course you need to know your stuff as well um it depends again what the interview is I suppose and of course um what it, what it is about but yeah just be yourself be confident and just believe in yourself and I think that's the main the main tips I think for me because yeah it is more about personality these days um in every industry not just pageantry yeah I think um like from from my career point of view that's what gets you know everyone loving you and I think it's all about who you are have you found it um different or challenging because obviously you've interviewed a lot yourself through pageantry and now you're the one who gets to ask the questions and if you wanted to I mean you could ask really really difficult <laughs> questions as sort of revenge or karmic retribution but how have you found it sort of being on the other side of the camera or microphone so to speak it is a bit crazy you know but I'm, I think I'm used to it now so now like being interviewed now by you, it, it feels a bit, bit strange that because I'm normally the one yeah. interviewing someone else. Like, you know, like these questions that come up, like um, like who's your biggest inspirations and stuff. I'm usually asking those. And in the podcast, we ask stuff like who's your <laughs> right. dream um, dinner guest and they answer and they're like, you know, that's a tough question. And then I was like, I know I wouldn't be able to answer it myself. <laughs> so it's, it's a bit strange being on, on the other end. Yeah. Um, so I, but I love interviewing people. I love chatting to people. But you know, to be interviewed now is a bit weird, actually. That's fair enough. <laughs> do you have um, on your podcast? I can't remember. Do you have fixed questions, like certain questions that you ask every episode? There's only um, towards the end we ask three questions to the guest. They're different every episode. Um, sometimes they believe it's the same one now and then. But the one question that is the same in every episode is, what's your favourite quote and why? So that's um, the only fixed question. But all the others kind of depends on the person. You know, we do the research on, on the guest and that just depends on them. Can you hear me? Am I still <laughs> No, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I can hear for a sec so oh. i dropped out when you said favorite quote so just after you yeah, so, run me through what you said after that <laughs> so the favorite quote question is the only fixed one that's in every episode we also right. ask like because the, the podcast is called she has a goal in mind we always ask what's your goal for like the next year or what you know what are your personal mm. goals um so then them two are quite a kind of the fixed ones, but all the rest depends on who the guest is. Um, they're just general ones about their right. lives and, and that. Right. Okay. So, I mean, you've asked that question many times. So I'm sure you, you have thought, have had a lot of time to think of your own answers. So <laughs> no, in terms of a favorite quote, I mean, geez, that would be, I, I pick up certain um, quotes and then I post them, but a favorite quote, that would be difficult. Do you have one yourself? I had, there's one that I like is um you what, what is it oh you can always have more money but you'll never have more time I like mm. that quote like just to make most of everything because you know they said you can always get more money so if you know if you want to do something just do it um and then think about the money 
later. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, that was a, but um, it's more about like time is is precious, so make the most of it, sort of thing. Yeah. Are you? Do you watch superhero movies at all? I won't be offended if you uh, say no. But <laughs> I've watched a few. Right. I only ask because uh, at the end of the Avengers um, Endgame, there's a part where um, Tony Stark says, no amount of money ever bought a second of time or no amount of money ever bought a minute mm. of time. And that's the advice yeah, that his father yeah. gave him. And I thought that was really, yeah, really good advice. That's a good one. Yeah. So that's that yeah. sort of thing I was thinking, you know, like time is, is more important than the money. But then when yeah. I whenever I ask the question on the podcast and – you know the the women say all these different inspirational quotes. I'm like, oh, I like that one. Like, I like them all. So it always makes me, you know, think of things differently as well, which is good. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, and the other question you said you asked is a goal, and I think it's a good thing to to ask you what your goals are because I mean, so much has changed. So you're about to hand over your title, um, and your career is going from strength to strength to strength, and it hopefully will continue to do so. So is it possible for you to to set goals when when you're just sort of living in the moment and you're getting all these amazing opportunities? Um, well, my goal was to, you know, be a sports presenter. And I think I've kind of hit that goal already mm. and not expected it to be so soon. So um, my goal really is just to keep um, continue going as I am at the moment because th- things are going really well and, you know, I have I've worked so hard throughout the past year on my course and everything to get get here now. So my goal is just hopefully for it to hope for it to continue going this way and just see what happens. But I don't have another set goal at the moment. It's just hopefully it goes as well it as it is now. Yeah. And when did you when did you say you'll finish your masters? Is that next year? Yes, yeah, so I think I graduate next July. June, July time. I have my dissertation left to go. So that's due in January. So after the dissertation's in, I've kind of finished, but the graduation isn't until July officially then. Dissertation sounds painful. I've had a few, few people. <laughs> it's actually not too bad, I think. It's not too bad. Yeah. No, because it's it's not written and um, writing is not my strong point at all. Um, <laughs> so th- this one is 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 a fifteen minute sports documentary. So I'm I'm quite confident that I can do it. So you know, um, I'm excited to that's do it. To not, be honest, that's just, not fair. Yeah. That 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 would be so <laughs> exciting and interesting to do compared to writing a ten thousand word dissertation. Yeah. That actually yeah, sounds definitely. fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm looking forward to it. Um, when I did my undergrad, I did sport and exercise science, and I had to write, you know, about ten thousand word dissertation, and it was painful. <laughs> so, no, to not have to write one again is um, is amazing. I had to do like three thousand words a proposal for it, which you know it was okay, it was manageable. But this one, actually making the documentary and filming and editing it and stuff, even though it's going to take a while, I enjoy it. So, I'm looking yeah. forward to doing it. Yeah, that that that's a dissertation I can get behind. Um, I, I have to ask. I mean, obviously you're you're broadcasting and you're seeing a lot of sports, soccer, football, or football, rugby, whichever two words you use to describe <laughs> it. I forget. Um, but in terms of yourself, are you keeping up with any sports? Because I remember from when I interviewed you, you, you you're very sporty yourself. So do you have time now to keep up with any competitive or recreational sport yourself? 
Oh, no, I haven't had the chance, to be honest. Um, I wanted to start back to do a netball club, but I haven't got around to it. I've messaged a few people about going, and it's just not, it just hasn't happened. So I would love to do that, but it's just I don't know if I'd be able to even compete. So I'd be able to go training, mm. but I don't know if I'd be able to actually compete in it. But I have just been trying to keep active a little bit. I had a personal trainer that I was going to weekly, but things have got so busy this next month. I'm, I'm not going to be able to go at all. I don't think I can't fit it in, yeah. but um, I've been enjoying going to the personal trainer and trying new things like weights and, and that, but I would definitely love to do a um, competitive sport again, but when that will be, I don't know. <laughs> when, when you can fit it in, I suppose. I, I <laughs> yeah. think on the, on the note of um, sports, I want to show, so, I think you posted it maybe on your, you know, the the obstacle course that you guys were doing. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I can't remember whether you post was that on your personal Instagram or the Miss Wales I one? I think it was the Miss Wales. I put, I put a picture of us all because we only did it yesterday. Um, just a picture on, on mine, but on the Miss Wales one, I made a video. I edited a video together of us. Um, doing the obstacle course and you're getting yeah, that video uh, on there. you got those video editing skills um down now uh, <laughs> yeah so here it is i'll just i'll just show people a bit of it here we go <laughs> You look like you're in a field of wheat. Was that in someone's like farm? It was um it was in the countryside. It was you know in the middle of nowhere next to like a caravan park. It's called a, a place called Adventure Wales. And it was meant to be a muddy obstacle course. And it was quite muddy, but it, it was better than I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be head to toe, your face covered, right. but it wasn't too bad. Nobody fell in. So <laughs> it went well. You're not a fan of getting muddy? Well, to be honest, there was a bit that we had to crawl under that was quite muddy, and some girls got yeah. through it with nothing on them. But then I saw the mud, and I thought, you know, it's meant to be a muddy obstacle course, so I rolled in it. <laughs> I just sat in it, and I was like, I may as well. <laughs> uh, what was the toughest part of the course? Um, There was these wooden walls that were quite high and there was no nowhere to put your foot in, nowhere to grab onto. So they were really difficult because none of us could get up on our own. So we right. did a bit of teamwork and helped each other over. But that was quite hard, you know, pulling yourself over them. And then I think that was, yeah, that was probably the toughest bit. The other ones were quite fun, I thought. Uh, and again, there was there's one that was like a tunnel and you had to crawl, crawl in and it was quite confined space. So that was quite hard. Yeah. Um, but I've got a few bruises and grazes <laughs> from it. <laughs> so I've got evidence that I did it. <laughs> Is that girl wearing an Italian flag as a as a dress? <laughs> no, I think it's um it's a like a Welsh tutu. So okay. it's a Welsh colour in a form of a tutu. <laughs> okay, so I was gonna say that makes more sense because it just from looking at it, it looks like an Italian flag, which I was confused about. <laughs> you know, looking um, at it now, it does a little bit, but no, it's yeah. actually the Welsh colours. Well that that that's certainly something different. You don't see pageant girls rolling in mud every day. Um how no, have exactly. the 
video editing skills come on? I can't remember if you are naturally a tech person or not, and video editing is not the easiest thing in the world. I've got to assume that your video editing skills have up-leveled significantly. Oh, definitely. When I started the course, I had absolutely no clue of where to start. We had, you know, workshops on Adobe, Adobe Premiere and all these different software, and I didn't, yeah. I didn't have a clue. I remember just sitting there staring at my screen thinking, I can't keep up with it. Like, I had no clue. But whenever I set my mind to something, I always, you know, want to make sure that I, I can do it and achieve it. So when it was like the Christmas holidays, I made sure I sat there and just for hours I would sit there and edit videos, things that we'd filmed at uni. I would just sit there for ages trying to work it out. And so I got there in the end and I think, yeah, they're not too bad. I've I've been working recently for World Rugby. So I've been mm-hmm. doing social media producing for them and making videos for, for their platform. So, yeah, I think it's come on really well. And it's crazy to see, you know, work that you've done no, this time last year, I've, I wasn't even on the course yet. So, you know, how, yeah. how far I've come in a year of, of doing it is crazy. To see my work on these big, massive, like, Instagram pages, and mm. they've had hundreds of thousands of views. So I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> I never thought a year ago that that would happen. That's That's got to be surreal. I, I, I found, because I use Adobe Premiere as well, and I found, I don't know if you found the same thing, but it's a software I think you can be overwhelmed by how much you can do because there's so mm. many things it can do. But I think it's important just to focus on the bits that you need for for, for yourself to use. Oh, because, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a completely professional suite. I mean, your Hollywood movies are edited on it. So sometimes when you take a, a course like that, you, you're just overwhelmed by how much you can do. And I think oh, I don't know yeah, if you found definitely. the same. Just just focus on the bits that you need for your work, not the ninety nine billion other things it can do that <laughs> you never need to use. Yeah, to be honest, I, I probably don't even know half of the stuff that it can do because I've just like mm. I use the same thing sort of over and over because I think once you know the basics, you're, you're fine. You can you can just you know do it. That's all you need is the basics. Yeah, I feel like you said there's so much to it. I don't think I, my brain would even cope <laughs> with half of this stuff that you can do in there. So I just like to keep it, you know, simple. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Gabriella, just before we wrap up for the evening, um, I'm sure you're going to have a handover speech, um, more handover, and you've been working on on that. Is there anyone that you want to give a shout out to um, for the last oh. eight years, as you said? Um <laughs> You've mentioned Brad already, so don't forget to put Brad in there. But it just in general, yeah. any, any shout-outs, directors, sponsors, family, friends, that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. There's so many people. And, well, this afternoon I had to sit down and write some words for the Miss Wales final programme. So, you know, I had to sit mm-hmm. and really think about it. And I was getting quite emotional, you know, thinking back of everything. But, yeah, I, I would definitely, of course, like to thank Paula Bandonato, who is the the Miss Wales uh, director for making you know, mm-hmm. this all happen. And I know, she, you know, it's been tough the past year trying to work out when the Miss Wales final could happen. And she's done so amazing over the past, well, how many years she's been running it, you know, giving so many girls yeah. the opportunity and platform to achieve their dreams. So thank you to Paula. And of course, my family, um, my mother, my brother, my grandparents, everyone in my family for being so supportive 
for well since 2014 since I first started Miss Wales and for putting up with me and especially Brad as well in the house putting up with me for and I know sometimes it's all I talk about um I can't help it (laughs) but um yeah thank you all for always being there and coming to my events and and supporting me and my friends as well they they came to Miss World to watch and they've come to me and then you know they're not really pageant fans but they'll they'll come and support every yeah. everything I do so thank you to them and yeah sponsors gosh Kelly and Mandy from 102 Couture they're my dress sponsors they, they they've been absolutely incredible um trying to find me my dream dress for Miss World was you know hard work probably so they yes. but they went above and beyond for me to to find the perfect one and they still still are you know so helpful I'm so grateful to them and of course sponsors Caliph Diamonds as well have been amazing um, and so supportive in everything I've done as well personally and gosh everyone laugh on dental for perfecting my teeth <laughs> for Miss World <laughs> so yeah there's there's been so many people I hope I haven't forgotten anyone I probably have but there's been you know absolutely so many people have helped me along the way um, from the previous winners as well for giving me tips and helping me um, throughout my journey. There's just been so many, but I'm so grateful for for everything and the opportunity to represent Wales has just been the dream, really. Yeah, when when the journey has been as long as yours, there's, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people to thank. It's what they say, like, um, takes a village to raise a child, that sort of idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, final question, just in terms of emotions, how on, on the waterwork scale one to ten? How how much? You strike me as someone, especially and given that you've done so much media now, you know you got to keep your emotions under check somewhat. So you strike me as someone who could probably keep your emotions in check fairly well. But in terms of how much waterworks we're expecting, are we expecting completely <laughs> stone face, no emotions, or ten, you know, a complete snotty mess? Like where do you think oh. you're going to be falling on the scale? <laughs> I honestly, I honestly don't know. Um, when I won Miss Wales, I didn't think I would cry, and I was a mess. So, and every time okay. I think about handing over and you know, doing a speech, uh, I get quite emotional thinking about it. So, God, I don't, really don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to expect from myself, but I'll try my hardest not not to cry. But I'm not gonna lie; it probably will. <laughs> it probably will. Probably not at the at the main final. I think I'm hosting, so I'll probably try and you know, keep it professional oh, wow. as I can okay. but in the ball maybe I don't know I don't know honestly I think it's come it, it's, it's strange to say that we've been waiting for so long for this to, yeah. to happen but now it's happening really quickly uh, and yeah. it's just trying to get yeah. my head around there that you know this time in a few days I won't be Miss Wales anymore and you know there'll be an amazing new Miss Wales so it's just yeah crazy well you always be Miss Wales 2019. No one can ever take you away or yeah. take that, that away yeah. from you. I didn't realize you were hosting. That, that's got to be a tough gig. you got to keep it together whilst you're going to be highly. That'll be, <laughs> that'll be a challenge. That might be your toughest challenge yet as a, as a sort of a broadcaster is to stay yeah, yeah. You know, professional whilst going through a whirlwind of emotions. That's going to be tough. I know, definitely, it probably will be tough, but I'm I'm really excited for it, and you know, I I think I'm I am really excited for the final to come, but I don't know what to expect when I'm going to be in in the situation. But um, 
we'll see how it goes but i'm excited well all i would say is bring tissues just bring tissues <laughs> you probably will need yeah them. just um, in case well, Gab- yeah gabriella let's <laughs> leave it there for tonight um congratulations on your amazing reign uh congratulations on how your career is going i I love seeing seeing you guys kicking goals um and thank you so much for coming on tonight thank you so much for your time no no thank you for having me and i've i love coming on to chat to you so um yeah thank you for having me i've really enjoyed it i still remember the first time we interviewed have you have you changed your opinion on velvet no 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 Still the same. <laughs> I can I literally just, just see it. your composure crack right there. As soon as I said velvet, I just, oh, I, wish it, I, was. I don't. I don't think I will ever forget that answer. It's been one of the answers no one else has ever said that, and you know most people love it so much, and you're just like, oh, I can't oh, talk no. about. One no, one day, I can't. one day you'll be able to tell me where that stemmed from, because it seems like a deep-seated honestly, psychological yeah. issue. I really, yeah, if it is, I don't. I really don't know if, but it still it haunts me daily. We have um, a blind in the kitchen, and it's velvet. And sometimes you have to take it down and put it. And it's like a roller one. So you have to roll it with your hands. And Brad does it on purpose. He makes me do. He makes me put it back up because he knows. <laughs> okay. Um, well, good to know. There's fun happening behind the scenes. Um, <laughs> Gabrielle, I'll keep you on the line for just a sec whilst I hang up with the audience. Uh, Thanks to everyone for watching, whether it's live or on the replay, and we will speak to you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for watching. Just a reminder to you entrepreneurial types to come and join us at our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the pageant boss. I'll see you inside and see you in the next episode.